It has begun. Okay. It has begun. <laughs> That's what they're going to hear. <laughs> so before we start today, let's pray. Um, I'll just go ahead and pray for us just to start that. But yeah. Uh, dear God, thank you so much for uh, giving us a place to come and to talk about you and to learn more about how we can love you more and, and serve you more throughout our days and throughout this life that you've given us, God. Um, I pray that you can just give me words to say, and I pray that you can just open our ears today and just speak to our hearts um, and just be in this place with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so... Um, I wasn't sure, like, what I was going to, like, teach on in the first place. I, like, went from, like, many different, like, things. Um, like, two days ago, I was like, I'm going to teach on the Pentecost. <laughs> like, the day of Pentecost. And then the more, like, I, like, read through it, I was like, this is basically just a lesson on the Spirit of God. <laughs> so, um, I was like, let's just teach on that. Today, I'm teaching on the Holy Spirit and what it is. Um... Like, we all know, like, what the Trinity is, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, but I think, like, for myself, like, I tend to forget what the Holy Spirit is. And it has been, like, something that I've been, like, really curious about lately. Something that I've really, like, tried to ask God about and looked into the Bible into. And I'm still, I'm not a master at it at all. But it's something that I'm really curious about and I really enjoy learning about. Um, so... I thought, like, today we can just look up some verses about what it is, about what Jesus says it is, and we can just learn more about God through it. So I kind of went a little trigger-happy with all of this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I picked lots of verses, and um, the more I did, the more excited I got about it, and I... um, I think that would be helpful just to have like three main things for us to remember like throughout this whole like conversation. So if you want to write these down, you can. Um, So the first thing to keep in mind while we have this conversation today is the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, um, speaks and points to Jesus always, who is the truth. So I'll say that again. The Spirit of God which he gave us, speaks and points to Jesus, who is the truth. Okay. Um, And the second thing to keep in mind is we are strengthened and given fruits by the Spirit. So I'll say that again. We are strengthened and given fruits by the Spirit. And then the third thing is the Holy Spirit... Um, helps us to feel closer to God's love for us. So I'll say it again. The Holy Spirit will help us feel closer to God's love. Okay. Everyone get it? Cool. I just wanted to make sure that there were like three main things that we just remember through um, out like all of these like Bible verses. Um, yeah. So, can anyone tell me, like, what they know, like, about the Holy Spirit? Like, we've learned about, like, what, like, God is, what the Son is, and what the Holy Spirit is, and we all know that they're all three the same. Like, they're all three God. But based on your own knowledge, like, from what you've learned, what can you say the Holy Spirit is? He's the comforter. Mm. Comforter. And he dwells with them as always. 
yeah, that's, yeah, I want to type that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a note, I would write that down. <laughs> He's a friend. He is God inside of us. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. God is inside of us. Yeah. God is our friend. God is our comforter like that is insane that changes everything honestly in my life at least um but yeah I also think that it's it's what we think when we think of the Holy Spirit sometimes we think of just the New Testament Mm. but it's really cool to look for the Spirit in the Old Testament because even Mm. though the Spirit didn't dwell within the hearts of people the Spirit still worked through people and the Spirit still dwelled with the people right and so the Holy Spirit has been around since the beginning Mm -hmm. we just have this amazing opportunity now where the Spirit actually lives in our hearts Right, right. Like, it it did just, like, develop itself after Jesus died on the cross. Like, it was always there because it was God. Yeah. Right? And if, like, you go into, like, the Old Testament, you'll find lots of things about the Holy Spirit. Um, Now, today, like, the main Bible verses that I picked out are from the New Testament. But I would encourage, like, to, like, look back, like, on the Old Testament as well. Because, like, it's just speaking about God. Like, not just speaking about God, but... Whenever it says the Holy Spirit, it speaks about God and, and who he is. Okay, so um, so this, to me, the Holy Spirit was always, like, this, like, weird, confusing, not, okay, weird, confusing, like, thing. Like, I was, like, I don't really understand what it is. And just recently, like, I've been, like, asking God a lot about, like, what it is. And I wasn't really sure where to go. So... Where do you guys think is the best place for us to go to learn more about the Spirit? The Bible. Libby, good job. <laughs> yes, the Bible. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> the Spirit, God that was given to us, who is the best what who is the best person in the Bible to like go to to like find out more about the Spirit? Yes, so that is what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to go to Jesus. True and beauty. Yeah, so we're going to go to Jesus, and we're going to see what he says about the Holy Spirit, and we're going to kind of see, like, what he says it is. Okay, so um, who can search up John seven thirty-seven through 39? Okay. So whenever you're ready, Riley, you can go ahead and read it. You said John 7? Yeah, 37 through 39. All right. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this is what he said about the Spirit, whom he had believed in him, who believed in him, were to receive for as yet the spirit has not been given because Jesus had not been born. Okay. So based on this verse uh, in the Bible, what are some assumptions that we can make about the spirit based on how Jesus like talks about it in that moment? Does that question make sense? So not just what he says, but also just how he talks about it and where he talks about it like in that moment. It, like, satisfies our soul. It's like the living water. Yeah. He compares it to water, and it, like, satisfies our thirst. Yeah. 
given to whoever believes in Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say it was uh, pretty important to Jesus, seeing as he chose to proclaim this really bold message on the last and greatest day of the festival, um, as it's said in the verse, and like no one really knew what he was talking about at that time, so like John kind of put like a cliff note at the bottom saying he's not talking about actual water, like he's talking about the Holy Spirit of God, so we know that Jesus, like this was really important to Jesus. Um, another time that Jesus talks about this living water was when he was talking about it with the woman at the well, which like lots of us have like read that before. Um, and like Cece said, like he just kind of says like, um, he doesn't kind of say, he does say, um, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Um, and then he goes on to say, anyone who drinks this water will not, will be, anyone who drinks human water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water I give them will never thirst, for indeed the water I give them will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So just going back to that, uh, the, like, <clears throat> spirit of God that, like, is given to us, like, is supposed to, like, satisfy and it's, and it's made to, like, be compared to, like, water. Okay, so another verse that we can search up. Uh, who can search up John fourteen twenty six? I can. Yeah, thanks. Um, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Cool. Thank you. So what does Jesus say about the Spirit in this verse? He's the helper. Yeah. I think it's interesting, this is kind of off topic, but Mm -hmm. it's not off topic, but if you look up at verse 16, my version says like helper again. It says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. And in my version, helper is capitalized. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Is it C capital? Mine says advocate with the A capital. Yeah. Mine's advocate with the A capital. Throw in the Bible. Burn it. No. 16, but it doesn't. Yeah, 25. Mine's like that with the capital. Oh, yeah, mine doesn't. So advocate, does anyone know like what an advocate is? When I think of an advocate, I think of some somebody or something that just stands up for you and does things to, oh gosh, it's so, such a hard word to define. Yeah. That is for you and with you mm. and there for you. Right. Yeah. Mm. I think of someone, like a friend, who... If they're in a group setting and you're not there and someone starts talking about you in a way that is not good, they're the mm. ones that stand up and say something like, like, don't talk about my friend like that. Or like, no, she's actually not like that. Mm. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is the one who advocates on our behalf, but to God. Not like God is talking bad about us. Right. But he's the one that's like, Jesus, I guess, is our mediator, but the Holy Spirit is our, he takes part in the mediation. 
he preaches the gospel. That's how he advocates for us is by preaching the gospel to us mm-hmm. and to God and just reminding anyone just of the gospel and like what the truth is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Advocate is like a really confusing word because like I, <clears throat> I knew like at that time it like meant like advisor or lawyer or like, like what you were saying, like somebody to speak for someone. And I think specifically like the Holy Spirit speaks to us like by the gospel and by comforting us through the gospel and just reminding us like who God is. Okay, so next verse is also from John 14. So can somebody search up John 14, 16 through 18? Here, I can just read the verse actually, because I like it. <laughs> um, okay, so John 14, 16 through 18. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives in you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So what are some more characteristics based on this verse of the Spirit? cannot see him he still lives within you right yeah i love how it says um i will not leave you as orphans i will come to you i just think that is super encouraging because at this time jesus was telling the disciples that like he like will eventually like leave them but he also then says like i will not leave you as orphans i will come back to you basically saying (coughs) that like you're not gonna be alone like I will come back for you. I will be your comforter, and I will remind you that I am your father, and I will advise you. Yeah. I feel like that that verse also shows how much we need God, mm-hmm. and like because the fact that He even has to state like I will not leave you as orphans tells me that without God we are orphans. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is super interesting to think about. Like even Jesus knew that we couldn't do this alone. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I, yeah. And write that down to the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting to think, like, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. And I'm like, truly, if you don't know God, if you don't know Jesus, you are an orphan. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, he, I mean, he's our heavenly father. Sure, we might not be earthly orphans, but it wasn't meant to be this way. He was supposed to be our father. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. is, but if you don't know him, then yeah. you're an orphan. That's why I feel like so many people who don't know God always have this hole. Because if you're without a father, a heavenly father, right. you're never going to reach your full potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so next verse is a little bit after John 14. It's John 16, 5 through 7. <coughs> Does anyone want to read it? But now I am going to him who sent me. None of none of you ask me where are you going. Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly I tell you, it is good for you that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. 
Okay, so I really like this verse because Jesus says something really bold here. And that is, well, basically what he's saying is that if he goes away from us, it's best for us because the Holy Spirit that he's going to send to us is better than him being right next to us. So, like, that just blows my mind, like, a ton because, like, that is something, like, he said, like, it wasn't the disciples who said that after him. It wasn't, like, a believer who said that, like, 50 years after it. It wasn't even anyone, like, before. It was Jesus himself that said, who, like, like Delaney said, like, who knew that we needed him. He himself said that it was okay for him to leave us because he was going to come back to us in a way that is more personal and more intim- intimate and more helpful than he could right next to us, mm. which is insane. Like, I mean, I just think about all of the super powerful, super powerful, influential, like, people, like, that I know in my life, like, my grandpa and, like, Riley, and I just think, man, like, it's the spirit of God working in them. <laughs> like, that. that's all it could be. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's really encouraging. Um, so do you guys see anything else in this verse that we read that sticks out to you? I think one thing that sticks out to me is, like, can you imagine, like, being one of the disciples with Jesus, like, there with you and then him saying to you, like, it's actually better mm-hmm. if I go. I, like, I don't know, I just can't, I just can't fathom, like, being there and, like, that being said, it must have been, like, so confusing. Right. Yeah. And even now it's a little confusing because I think we've all been in a place where we've struggled with our faith because we can't see it. Like, mm-hmm. we can't see God. We can't see Jesus. We can't sometimes feel him. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when Jesus says it's better that I'm actually not here and the Holy Spirit is in you, it's like, well, I would actually like if you were next to me, Jesus, because <laughs> then I could see you and I could hug you and yeah. we could talk, like, one-on-one. Right. But in his wisdom – he says that it's better that the Holy Spirit is in us mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's a good reminder, too, to, like, I feel like those verses right there just remind us to look at the bigger picture of, like, what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good reminder as well. Yeah. That's really good. It, like, kind of points to his wisdom instead of our own wisdom because the disciples were like, no, Jesus, like, <laughs> that can't be. Like, how can that be better? But Jesus, in his wisdom, knew that that was actually better. But yeah. And they had no idea, like, exactly what the Holy Spirit yeah. could do. Like, they had no idea that in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit would fall upon them and they would be able to speak in different languages. Yeah. And they had no idea that the Holy Spirit would enable them to be able to endure persecution and eventually be killed for their faith because of the strength of the Holy Spirit living inside of them. Like, they had no idea that was ahead for them. Yeah. It's like the same for us. We don't know yeah. how, like, we don't know why Jesus isn't with us right now, but we can trust that it's a better plan. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so um, let's see some more verses. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the Spirit gives us the opportunity to be close to Him. And he gives us spiritual gifts and things to help us throughout our walk with him so that we can trust him more and rely more on his strength rather than on our own strength, which is very futile. <laughs> I know personally, like, I'm not a really strong person. I'm very, I'm very quiet most of the time when I'm not around my friends. Um, it's really hard for me to evangelize. It's really hard for me to have genuine compassion for people that I don't really know well. So I am really thankful for the spirit inside me. Like sometimes 
I can't tell whenever Jesus is working through me, but it is good to know that he actually does work through me because I know that I am a believer and I know that he promised that spirit to like live within me. Um, but sometimes like he wants us to actually ask him for spiritual gifts and ask him for strength uh, when it comes to needing like extra like compassion for somebody or extra patience for somebody. Like, do you guys ever find yourself like praying to God, like asking him like, oh God, like I can't do this. Like I, I really need patience to like work with this like person I'm trying to evangelize to you or, or I really need help like, I don't know, going throughout my school day because like no one around me is like a believer. Like this is, this is really hard. Um, do you guys find yourself like asking God for help and just like pleading with him? Every day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in Acts, they did so much praying. Like, sometimes that's all you can do. Like, it's not always going to feel like you're on top of the world and, and you're doing everything right. Um, I know last night I was at a wedding and I just did not feel like the Spirit's power like working in me. Like, I didn't feel any peace about anything. I didn't feel... I felt like this overwhelming sense of anxiety, like, oh God, I'm not gonna finish anything. I'm not gonna be able to talk to anyone. I'm not gonna have a chance to evangelize to anyone. I'm a failure as a Christian. But throughout that, I just kept on praying to God and asking him like, please give me strength to get through this. Please give me strength to get through this. And he did. And not only that, but I also saw his faithfulness throughout the entire night about how he like took care of me. So we don't always, we're not always gonna feel the spirit working in us. But we do need to remember the promises that are set in the Bible, which is why it's so important to read the Bible, <laughs> um, especially since it also shows us how the spirit works in us, like how we're doing today with like looking through the verses of what it says about the Bible. Um, so going back to pleading with God for spiritual strength, uh, let's just see what Jesus says about um, what happens whenever we do ask him for certain strength. So who can look up? Luke 11, 9 through 13. there's a lot to unpack in this verse um so based on what like riley just read what kind of gifts do you think jesus is talking about here i think for me naturally like the first thing I think of is like the gifts of the spirit that's talked about throughout the Bible, but I mm-hmm. also see it as like, I don't know, just like God loves us so much that he gives us little gifts like throughout mm-hmm. the day. Like there's been times where like, I don't know, I'm like, I'm like in the Dunkin' drive-thru and all of a sudden I realize I don't have my card and then I go to the window to tell them that and then they're like, here you go, someone pay for your drink. Like for me, like I see that as like 
a little gift like from the Lord like throughout my day because he cares about like our happiness and the desire like of our hearts so I think you can think of it as in like kind of like two different ways yeah absolutely yeah I like what you said Elise about um, pleading with him for spiritual strength Mm -hmm. like I think whenever we go to him and or like, Lord, help me have compassion on this person mm-hmm. who I, like, honestly have no compassion for right now. Mm-hmm. And if we're pleading with him for compassion and it's going to glorify him, why would he not give us a heart of compassion if mm-hmm. he's a good heavenly father? Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, when we go to him and ask him for those things, we can have confidence. Like this verse says, like, a good earthly father will give his child things that his child needs, like food or, like, an egg, which is weird. Like, like a good heavenly father will give things that to his child that they need and things that the child wants sometimes if it's good for the child so how much more will our heavenly father who is perfect give us the things that we need when we ask right yeah and i love how it says like father give the holy spirit to those who ask him Mm. so like it's like i i love how it like kind of hooks back up to like the spirit that like was within us but I also think, like, it definitely can, like, relate to, like, asking God for, like, things that we need or things that we want. Or just him, like, just blessing us just because he's our Heavenly Father and he loves us. Um, like, I just, like, love, like, noticing, like, the different things that, like, he gives me throughout the day. Like, my family and, and, and like, food and, and, I don't know, just, like, all those things. It's just, it's just proofs of his faithfulness to us. I also think that asking him for things like specifically can help us to recognize his work in our lives and kind of turn doctrine that we read more into like an experience. And I think that's what the Holy Spirit does. And that's also what I think like the, his faithfulness does. Um, when we go to him and like ask him for like certain things, um, we like actually see it throughout our lives and it proves to us that he's there and it helps us grow closer to him. And that's really good. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have any more words about Luke 11, 9 through 13? I have one more thing. Just like when it talks about, like, you know, if us who are living in a sinful world know how to give good gifts, like, I'm just reminded of, like, the end of Psalm 23, like, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's so easy to just think that, like the Bible is like just a big list of rules that we need to mm-hmm. follow and we just kind of fall into the trap of like okay I gotta check this off my list I have to read my Bible because that's what I'm supposed to do and I'm not supposed to cuss because that's I shouldn't mm-hmm. do that because the Bible said not to and like all these things and I think it's really easy to forget that like God really he wants us to prosper in life and he wants to see us succeed even even when things are hard like that's what that's what the Lord wants for us is for us to be happy and to prosper and to have joy so that's what that reminds me yeah I love that yeah I love thinking of the bible as more of a like I want to say love letter yes a love letter to us also a resume for God because there's so many descriptions of God in the bible And yes, there are lots of commandments about what we should do, but we also know that we fail to reach those commandments. But then we also go back to like the resume of God and his mercy, where life kind of turns more into like a test of God's mercy than like a test of our own faithfulness. 
and then all of a sudden, like, everything just points back to God and his perfection and his goodness, and it's through his righteousness that we're able to bear fruit and evangelize to other people and to, like, spread more good news about his love letter and about his resume, which is the Bible. So, I don't know. That's just really cool. Um, Okay, Uh, so I have a quote from J.D. Greer from his book, Jesus Continued, which is a book about the Holy Spirit. I have it on the floor somewhere right here. I'm going to show it to you guys, but it's pretty good. shows about the Holy Spirit. I cannot explain the Holy Spirit. It makes no sense to me, but it is very undeniable to me. I can't, like, deny it, but you guys, if you are interested in learning more about it, you can read it, or you can search up some uh, uh, sermons about it, but I have a quote from it, and he says... If we want to grow in the spirit, we don't just plead for more spirit, but we put renewed faith in the gospel. Fullness of the spirit is a byproduct of believing in the gospel. Prayer for the spirit is great, but faith in the gospel is better. So we just like read a Bible verse about how we should like ask God for like spiritual fruit or we should ask him for things that we need, which is like absolutely great. Like lots of Bible verses about like asking God for stuff, um, like for spiritual fruit and stuff. Uh, but we also have to remember that, like, believing in the gospel is really, like, influential to, like, living in a closer relationship with God. So, uh, let's see. Now, we're going to search up some verses about what some of Jesus's followers said about the Spirit. So, who can search up 1 Corinthians 2, 12... 2, 12 through 13. So that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, examining or explaining spiritual realities with spiritual words. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, so what are some characteristics of the Spirit of God we can find in this verse? Or how the Spirit of God helps us? I would say it helps us understand what God has freely given us, which what do we already know is the thing that God has freely given us. Yeah, it helps us understand salvation. It helps us understand the gospel. It turns into something personal, not just like something that we read, but something that we actually like know. spirit of this world once we have the spirit of God in us. Yeah. It kind of like distinguishes us from the world. This Tuesday in our Exodus Bible study we talked about how like the blood of the lamb separated the Egyptians from the Israelites or those who followed God and who didn't. Yeah. So it's almost like the Holy Spirit is separating those who are of the world and not of the world. Yeah. Yeah.
go again. Yeah, <laughs> Do you have something else to say? Um, yeah, so <laughs> I also think it's interesting that, like, um, in verse 13, we impart in these words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit. So, like, you can have all the human wisdom. You can know how to solve a math problem. You can know all the things about science. You can be, like, the smartest person on this earth but you could have no spiritual wisdom, which is more valuable than any earthly wisdom. And I find a lot of comfort in that because I am not very earthly smart, um, but I can, <laughs> like probably not even the right way to say it. Like I, like I just don't like excel in like math or like anything like that. You That's really encouraging to know that, like, it doesn't really matter how much, like, book knowledge we know. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's more of a relationship than, like, about knowledge. So, yeah. 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 I think it's really interesting um, just about how it's always, like, focused on Jesus. Like, it's always focused on Jesus. But, yeah. Okay, so last Bible verse, um, which is my personal favorite. Uh, Romans eight sixteen. Does anyone? Would anyone like to read that? Actually, wait. I don't think I wrote down all the verses for that. Sorry. Let me go back. Eight sixteen. Uh, here. Let me see. Oh, it's a eight. 15 through 16, yeah. 15 through 16? Mm-hmm. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Cool, thank you. Okay, so... Uh, what are, based on this verse, what are some characteristics of the spirit that you find? Uh, I would say it, I like how it says, um, the spirit we received brought about our adoption to sonship. Like, it actually says, like, it brought it about which, like, if we really think about that for a second, we're like, what, what brought about our adoption to sonship? Oh, it was Jesus who brought about our adoption to sonship. Who's Jesus? Jesus is God. So the Spirit is God, and we know that the same Spirit that lives inside us is the same one that, like, died for us, which is super encouraging. That's really cool. I kind of like the first part of 15, where it says, like, we are not slaves to like our sins and like the Holy Spirit kind of like corrects us and gives us that like, oh, I did this wrong. I don't want to do it again. So mm-hmm. that um, the spirit like helps us like not fall back into our sin and keep sinning, knowing that it's wrong and that we want to grow closer to God, but the sin doesn't allow us to. Right, right. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it like sanctifies us. I know that's like a, big word that like we like using a lot but 
it like convicts us of our sin and then it helps us to like find a way to like go around it and then it kind of strengthens us to like do better at it but also like forgives us at the same time so it's great I think the part that really got me is the end of 15 it says and by him talking about the Holy Spirit and by the Holy Spirit we are able to cry Abba Father mm-hmm. because because of the Spirit we are adopted into God well and Jesus but we are adopted into God's kingdom because mm-hmm. the Spirit lives in us and just the, the words Abba Father just really got me when, when you read that yeah yeah Abba back then was like the Hebrew word for like daddy right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so for father so it's just it it kind of turns it into like a father-daughter relationship and that's that's what it does it's so great i feel like the holy spirit really can make things more personal too yeah if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like when he came then since he's living in us you're obviously going to be close to somebody who like that so yeah yeah, i mean if you weren't i'd be concerned but um (laughs) no it's just super cool Yeah. yeah so like when we don't feel the spirit working within us, when we don't feel that like connection, like saying like, yes, God is my father. I have a personal relationship with us, um, with, with him. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, like, I don't feel close to him. I don't feel that connection. I don't feel like I have even like the motivation to love him. I don't feel like I have the reasons to love him. Though I know he's big. I know he died for me. I know that he loves me with an everlasting love, but I just don't feel it. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, what do you guys think? yeah asking you shall receive (laughs) that's great oh my goodness i have there was like this one quote that this that i heard from this one guy i wish i wrote it down it's so good but it it just talks about um oh my goodness this like i wish i wrote it down um it's in my notebook can i read it to you guys it's so good it's not i mean it's based on like the feelings that are really cute it like literally bas- it literally describes like my entire like spiritual walk with Christ sometimes. Okay, let's see. Okay. Um so George MacDonald, I do not love thee, I love nobody. I am not even sorry for it. Thou, I seest how much I need thee to come close to me and put thy arm around me and say to me, My child, for the worse my state, the greater my need for my father who loves me. Come to me and my day will dawn. My love will come back to thee me. And oh, I shell be, I, oh, how I shall love thee, God. And I know that, oh my goodness, I'm going to start crying. I'm sorry. And I know that my love is thy love and my blessedness is thy being. Yeah. So, um so sorry (laughs) basically what it is saying well it's not bible verse but it is great to hear that from another believer um sometimes we don't have the ability to even love god and we don't even have the ability to love people um but god still loves us and he still wants us to have oh my goodness i'm so sorry (laughs) he still wants us to have that close relationship with him oh well (laughs) i'm so sorry and we can ask him which is so great. And if we just desperately plead to him, Father, I do not love you, but I really want to love you. Um, he will help us. And I've seen that in my life. So, yeah. That's so good. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. <laughs> I think sometimes because you said this during our Bible study, it like, really stuck with you that God is like sovereign over our emotions and our feelings. Not to say that we don't like sometimes play a part in that too. Right. Like, but I think sometimes I just lost my train of thought. It's okay. Um, I think uh, we have to like sometimes he allows us to walk through seasons where we don't feel as close to him because he wants us to get to the place where you are right now, where you're so in need of him that you're willing like that you'll cry out to him like help me God like I need you I so desperately need you he like allows us to get those to those points so that we desperately need him mm-hmm. and he's good and he does that on purpose <laughs> and because like when people tell me they don't feel close to God I literally tell them go plead with the Lord to feel close to him because that's what he wants he mm-hmm. wants you to plead for him like your life depends on it because your life does depend on him and so think that your tears like show that like whatever the Lord allowed you to walk through is exactly what he did so that your heart would be so soft and be uh, so dependent mm-hmm. absolutely yeah I think I think when we walk through the hard seasons and when we don't feel God's love like it makes mm-hmm. us when we come out of it and look back like at, at everything that like he brought us through even though we might not have seen him working like I feel like mm-hmm. it helps us appreciate like his love for us and all that he was doing for us when we didn't even realize it. There's this, I don't know if you guys listen to it, there's this band called Maverick City and they released um, a new song, it's called Breathe, and the, the second verse of the song, it says, sometimes I'm in the desert and sometimes I feel the pain, sometimes you calm the storm, but sometimes you let it rain. And I think that's just really powerful, of like just when we're here on this earth, like not everything is gonna fixed in a blink of an eye but even when we're in the storm and we feel the pain that he's so good and then when we get out of it like oh my gosh I just we just appreciate it appreciate it so much more so yeah. much more yeah and I feel like when like at least for me when I'm in that position I just have to remember what I felt like when I was mm-hmm. so on fire yeah and that would like makes me want to plead more yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Remember what he's done. Yeah, yeah. It's so important to remind yourself, like, when you don't like, really feel like God's working in your being, just taking back an account of, like, looking like, okay, I remember you answered this prayer, and I remember you answered this, and this is how you showed up that one time. And for me, when sometimes I can feel like I'm praying, and I'm like, oh, I'm praying. Yeah. Nothing's happening. <laughs> but even when I feel like nothing's happening, like, your prayers really do change things and like they move the Lord's heart and so for me it really helps like going back and reminding myself I'm like okay you showed up here you showed up here and you'll do it again because here's an entire account of when (laughs) he's done it God's resume yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) that's awesome for me it's like so it's weird when I think about it but um, when I think about what he's done I always think about music about worship songs like my whole life is music I love music I play it listen to it all the time so when I think about like what he's done in my life I always relate it to a song and so if I do need to be pleading for him that song always finds a way into my 
cue and plays right when I need it. Mm -hmm. And it's just him showing up and saying like, remember this time in your life? Like you can have that again, just ask me. And it was like, yeah, just mm -hmm. him showing how amazing he is. Yeah. That's good. I think um, I've noticed this in my life of like when I walk through like harder things or when I because when you walk through harder things I think you either have two responses you get mad at God and you get bitter at the world or you realize how much you need God and it like drives you closer to him mm -hmm. and my I've noticed that like in those hard times I feel so close to the Lord I'm always praying I'm, I'm like eating up his word and so like I've gotten to the point where, like, you know, you're at the like the beginning of like a really hard season. You just know it. Mm -hmm. I've I've started praying like, Lord, thank you for this season because mm -hmm. I know I'm gonna feel so close to you, mm -hmm. and it's not gonna be easy. I'm probably gonna be sad, and probably have a lot of tears, and I probably won't have the best day every day, and I'll struggle. But I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm going to feel closer to you in this. And then I'm like, praise the Lord, you know? Like, I get to be close to him through mm -hmm. this trial, and I know I'm going to come out on the other side, and I'm going to be more like Jesus. Praise the Lord. Not like it gives you, like, not like I'm, like, skipping down the street. Yeah. Whatever that happens. But, like, that I just feel like that is the Lord's plan. And, right. Yeah. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Turns into a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. Um... Okay, so wrapping it up, going back to those three points that I said at the beginning of this Bible verse salad that I created for, you, for everyone. Um, I like that. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so the spirit. Wait, what did you say? I said good soup. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> 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 um, Okay, so the spirit speaks and points to Jesus always, who is the truth, which is great because Jesus is great and he is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life, as he has said. Um, and two, we are strengthened and given fruits by the spirit. And three, the same spirit will make us feel closer to God's love. So, yep. Yeah. That's all I have today. Does anyone have any more like things that they would like to add before like we pray? Jesus was great. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh seriously, you guys should like look into like more of how Jesus Jesus' plan for like us to have like a close relationship with him. If like if you already are I'm like, good for you. Keep on doing it. <laughs> but just read the Bible and pray and, and pray that he'll help you do that. But yeah, let's pray. Does anyone want to close out praying? No? Okay, I'll do it. Uh, dear God, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for giving us a space to talk to you and talk about you. Um, I pray you can just strengthen us today, throughout this week. And please remind us to just look more into your spirit and your plan for allowing us to have a close relationship with you, Lord. And I pray that we can just remember how you strengthen us throughout the week. And in Jesus' name, amen. amen.
loving this notebook. I got this on Amazon. I got a pack of three, and they're like blank notebooks. I literally I would, I would write so. Yeah, I can send you the link.